Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Goodbye, University. I just realized it's probably no coincidence that I'm in such a fabulous mood, and it's because today's the day we get to talk to Goddess Jackie Gates. How are you, Jackie? I am fabulous, thank you. So glad to be here. I'm glad that you're here, too. i got to say, when I, I wrote a post recently that was your wheelhouse, and the whole time I was writing it, I was like, well, this is this is so Jackie. And so and I, I mentioned you in the in the post. So when you said you would be willing to do a call on this subject, I could not have been more delighted because there isn't anyone who's better at this topic than you are. And having oh. said that, we have new members. We get a new member almost every day. So for someone who might be listening, who doesn't know who you are, how fabulous you are, and what you're up to in the world, will you start <laughs> off with a, a little info about what amazing things we can learn from you and where we would find you at? Absolutely. I am Jacqueline Gates. I'm also known as the Goddess. And you can usually find me on Facebook. I have My, my website is JacquelineGates.com, but it is kind of in the middle of being um, under, under construction. So it's um, there's a lot of good stuff there. It just doesn't look really pretty right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing some online nesting, which includes decluttering and refurbishing. So that's part Ooh. of that. Um, but you can also find the gist of what we're going to be talking about today at loanesting.com. And that is my little foundational product. Um, it's a call and a snazzy PDF and a couple of other things, um, which introduce to you my philosophy of living in your vision board and using your home as a manifesting tool. And that's that's what we're talking about today in a nutshell, right? Yes, pretty much. Because today, um, what with January's, uh, the whole new beginnings thing, there's a new moon on Friday, um, but January globally has to do with people looking at fresh beginnings and new resolutions and words of the year and this is what I'm going to accomplish. It's that, it's that whole um, restart type vibe. Mm -hmm. And my feeling is that, my knowing is that just the way Einstein said you cannot solve a problem with the mindset that, that created the problem and the Emerald Tablet will say as within, so without, as without, so within. I feel it works both ways. So it's imminently easier to become an up-leveled version of yourself, which is what you're asked to after with this whole New Year energy. Um, the newness is your, that you're after will happen far quicker and smoother and with much more fun if you get your house on board uh, because because your house will keep reminding you of who you used to be because that that's what um that's what the the physical reality is it's a it's a, a manifestation of everything you've thought till now or everything you've been till now so if you want to be something different the quickest way I've found is to start making your nest remind you and anchor your future self in the here and now so that you can be somebody different faster. 
you know, for some people, this might be a new concept, and for others, they maybe they they inherently feel the power of it, and sometimes get a little tripped up on the application of it, which will be fun to explore with you since you're the pro at this. But Jackie, before we dive into our subject matter today, are we having a discussion throughout, or should we hold questions to the end, or how do you want to run this show? I'm I'm easy either way. Whatever works best for whoever's here. Okay, so I will keep an eye on chat room for questions. If anyone has a question there, post it. I'll be happy to ask when it feels like a good time. And anyone who's just tuned in, feel free if it's, it's if you feel like it's the right time to ask it right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Well, thank you, Jackie, again for being here. It is always such a treat when you bring your gifts to GVU. I feel so lucky that we still get your attention. <laughs> No, seriously, you you were the one who pointed it out because for years I did this um, as an extension of my theater skills. You know, I spent 25 years on th in theater, and I know the difference the, that it made on the day that we had costumes and set. Because mm -hmm. suddenly, suddenly you moved differently. Suddenly your words made sense. Suddenly you could feel that you actually were the character that you were trying to become. And so when I wanted to become the goddess known as Jackie, that was a natural extension for me. And you, in your brilliance, when I happened to mention that I started making my house look like who I wanted to be, you went, wait, what? Excuse me, hello? <laughs> <laughs> that that was so natural to you. And to me it was like, whoa, this would be cool to leverage because it wasn't something that that I was doing nearly as powerfully as you are. You have a lot of gifts to bring to the conscious creation party, but this is definitely one of them that I feel like I'm learning at the feet of the master on. Uh, thank you. It's it's a happy coincidence of everything that's happened until now. So, yes, I I, I do do things. I'll mention, for example, feng shui, and I'll mention your um, housework and decorating and all this stuff, but never from the same way as I've seen anybody else. It's all about embedding your becoming. And so that's where we start, obviously. Okay, so clarity about who you want to be. Okay, backtrack a little bit here. I don't believe that you are broken or that any of us is broken or need fixing. I think we need reminding. Mm -hmm. and, and therefore, when I talk about who you're becoming, what I mean is that it's our becoming more ourselves, the, the biggest version mm -hmm. of ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, before we got taught to fit in, be normal, um, do things like our mother did, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I'm all about tapping into your inner guidance because I, I know that you will not steer yourself wrong. None of us will um, when we actually listen to ourselves. So this, that, that piece is important. When I say the, you're embedding who you're becoming, it's actually the version of yourself that you're headed towards. It's not somebody else like I used like to on do some in level, On some level, we already are it, and we're just acknowledging that in this conscious yes. awareness that we have yes. here. Yes, and so that, that is actually the reason why you will go, for me, it's the thing that you go into a particular store, or you'll be going through somewhere strange and it could be somewhere different or it could be somewhere totally ordinary and something will make you swoon. Some way that a room is decorated or some um, article of clothing or jewelry or 
even the way a, a restaurant is laid out, something will make you go, oh, I love that. But it's so different to what you, you're doing and being now that you kind of talk yourself out of it, right? So many of us have bought something that, that we love in the store and we bring it home and the, and the house goes, no, this doesn't belong here, so you take it back. What I believe is that thing is a talisman and a prompting for you. And the reason when you bring it home that your house doesn't like it is because your house is who you used to be. Interesting. I hadn't thought of it this way, but that makes a lot of sense. So when we're talking about clarity and trying to flesh out this role that you're going to live as if, what you can mine the contrast. Um, for information. So, um, not that we want to delve into what we don't want, but mm-hmm. if, for example, a, if you see yourself as, if your vision board, for example, is filled with pictures of kitchens with beautiful clear counters, and you walk into your own and there's not a square inch of space that doesn't have crap on it, there is some contrast that you can mm-hmm. actually mine. And mm-hmm. I had a client who has an enormous kitchen full of stuff because there's five of them in the family. And she said, I claimed one foot square on the center island and I declared this to be expansive and peaceful space. She just cleared this, this small portion. It was like the, the tail end of her, her kitchen island. And in the center, she put a white candle for clarity. That was it. And she said the most amazing thing was that the energy of that claimed space seeped into the rest and everybody started putting their own crap away. (laughs) I love how this works. It does work. And what we know about energy, when we start pulling the threads into this kind of tapestry, the stuff that we know here at GVU makes so much sense why it should work. But we don't approach it from the same viewpoint and so that's what I want to get people to think about. Think about your home as a reflection of who you were, who you are now and how you can make it into a rather a reflection of your desired beingness. Okay, so are we going to assume that everyone already has clarity about what they desire? Or do you I think that. Tip? Um, I, I have some tips. I've actually got a PDF that I'm going to share with everybody. Oh, um, but basically, mining the contrast is very good. Um, okay. it, it's, right look on. at what's going on right now without judgment and no beat yourself up stick. Just look at it and go, what would the opposite of this be? Because obviously, we're not all going to head off into Zen minimalism, although that might be it. But maybe something have everything having a, a right place and things get put away. That's really a simple thing, but it's probably an exact contrast to somebody who's, you know, to a family that's madly busy with a lot of people in a small space. So mm-hmm. mind the contrast. Look at it and say, what can I, what is it in here that I want to change? And then the other thing is to go the same way as uh, in the theater we would look at, at, I would go people watching in the mall so that I could find somebody to base a character on. So we're going to go people watching online to see who's doing 
a little snippet of something that we love doing, that we want, that we see ourselves doing. So if there's somebody that dresses a way that you think is fabulous, mind that, see what that is. When you start looking at it without the yearning, but simply with a, an almost anthropological hat where you're, you're investigating without emotion and judgment to see the pieces you can pull out, that will give you ammunition for clarity, so to speak. Okay. And you're talking about doing this without any conscious awareness of whatever goals, dreams, or desires we might have in our life. You're just asking us to look around in general at what we might be inspired by when we see someone else doing it. No. What, what, no. If, you, if you know where you're going, you can start looking for ways to pull that into your future, pull your future into your present. Okay, gotcha. If if you're looking for clarity, you can go general. Does, does that make sense? It's like you have most of us will have things that off the drop at the top of our head, um, the tip of our tongue, will tell you things we would like to improve or things we would like to be better. Mm-hmm. Right or the beingness, this up-leveled beingness that we're after. We need like to start. Like I want to be financially free, or I want to be successful as an artist, or or exactly. I want so, to be healthy. I want to be beautiful. It, so, so what you're wanting to look for then is what that means to you, where you can find the actual data points that you can pull into your house, because these are all beingnesses. They're ephemeral. They're thoughts. We need to find the things that mean that to us. Okay, so when you say house, Jackie, this would apply, though, like, you know, to anyone who maybe just is renting a room somewhere or maybe even to our cars, our offices it, at work, maybe? Absolutely. It, it can be any space. And, in fact, as we get better at it, it becomes every space. Sweet. I get it. Right on. All right. So, oh, the other thing I wanted to say is if you are looking for clarity, nothing will find you clarity faster than intentional cleaning. Um, <laughs> and for me, when I was looking for business clarity, um, I was going to be setting up my intentions for the new year, blah, blah. Um, I found that everywhere in my house there was stuff left that was... Um, it was things to do. Everywhere I looked, there were things to do. There were gifts that had to be wrapped. There were journals that had to be written in. There was, there was stuff to do everywhere. And so I cleared and cleaned the top of my desk. This was not a decluttering exercise. It was an intention to anchor clarity in my workspace. So okay. what that entailed was clearing off everything, polishing it because it's wood, putting things back with intention. I like this thing. It may stay. I don't know what the hell to do with this thing, so I'm just going to, you know, get rid of it or I'm going to put it over here in the to-do pile. But on my desk, the desk is a sanctified space devoted to clarity. And, of course, everything unfolded from then. I actually woke up at like 4 a.m. and went, oh, my God, there it is, instant download. So, um, (laughs) so... Not all of us are happy about cleaning. In fact, most of the time we grew up as kids with house cleaning being a chore. Please see it as when it's invested in intention, it can be magical for you. And feng shui-wise, I will tell you that dust is a metal energy. And when you're dusting 
when there's dust around, it means that there is no clarity. Hmm. It swamps mental energy. It cuts, it cuts it down. It settles it down so that you can't spark and think and imagine. So dusting is one of the quickest ways to shift, physically shift the energy of your home to amp up the metal vibe, which will give you mental clarity. That's cool. All right. Thanks for that tip. Mm-hmm. And, of course, my absolute favorite is to rearrange the furniture. Anything. It doesn't matter whether you move one, the chair from that side of the room to the other. The mere fact that when you walk into the room again and it, and it catches your attention because it's different, it will zoot you straight into present time rather than into default. And it, that in itself is immensely powerful. I, I can feel the power of that. Yeah, I get it. Oh, and I want to mention here, having a, an epic soundtrack for whenever you're doing your house stuff is really, really helpful. I have a soundtrack for everything. I have a soundtrack for vacuuming. I have a soundtrack for dusting. I have a soundtrack for meditating, and I have Baroque music playing at the moment because that's apparently very good for um, imagination and for uh, thinking. So, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff you can find on online, yeah. and Pandora, of course, will... Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even friends. think about our environment as also what we are hearing, but that makes perfect sense. And what you smell. Well. And what you oh. smell. I had a client who had the most, who the happiest she's ever been was at a yoga retreat that she went to. And she said she could smell, there was a particular flower, the name escapes me right now. Um, and the whole place was redolent of that flower. And she she found the fragrance, put it in diffusers around her home, and the shift in her vibe and energy in just a week was amazing mm. because it constantly tapped her into her happy place. You know, I, I experienced that when I was in Maui. Uh, we bought a lotion there that was very fragrant, and, and it was just a pretty bottle. It really felt like Maui energy. And um, I, brought, I brought it home, and I noticed that every time I put it on, I felt transported to that mm -hmm. vibration of being on vacation in Maui. So before it ran out, I went on Amazon and restocked. And to this day, I'm still using that lotion in the bathroom. And it's very, you're right, using scent as a leverage point can be very powerful. Interestingly, there's science that says that your scent is the quickest memory jogger of oh. anything. Um, it's one that tends to get a little um, ignored. You know, mm -hmm. people play it down. But scent and then followed straight, straight by taste, um, uh, not taste, hearing, those are the two that will get you into a memory quicker. And so if we can anchor that um, in our current spaces, it makes sense that it would pull our beingness with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Exactly. Scent is also the, the one that we have the longest memory for. Agreed. Agreed. There's all sorts of there's all sorts of scientific studies done about that, and um, yeah, it's it's a it's a very good thing to tap into. Yeah, Cindy was saying that she buys a special soap at the beginning of her vacation. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I um I have in my bathroom a couple of um, bottles of a. Uh, fragrance that I, it's not a fragrance, it's a body wash that I got from Harrods and the one from Harrods I could only get the little travel size one but for for a birthday I actually asked for the big one and I just keep refilling the bottle because to see Harrods 
in my shower makes me really happy. So, <laughs> so they had, I have the fragrance and I have the bottle. So yeah, it's it's very much um, it can definitely anchor, be a very powerful anchor. Okay, so speaking about anchors, shall we move on to the next bit, or does anybody okay. else have a question? I'm checking chat too. Okay, cool. Oh, yes. Um, Guillaume said uh, he decluttered under the cupboard under the stairs, creating more space under there. It's interesting that staircases are always about the flow in our houses and the flow in our lives. And when you when you create expansiveness under, under there, you can expect things to speed up. So it's really an interesting thing. I'd, be, I'd love to see what happens for you. Okay. So yeah, the second part of this, once you've, um, we, since we, we've actually already segued into it, is creating an activation station um, or an altar. Uh, some people get squiffy about the term of altar. Uh, this is a space devoted to your beingness, to your becoming. I can call them activation stations because they don't actually look like altars as we know them. But it can be a bona fide altar if that's how you like, how you want to do things. But the activation station altar could actually be the same as my friend, my, my client did, which was just the end square foot of her kitchen island with a small candle in the center. When you came into her home, you wouldn't think that was an altar, but it's a mm. very powerful activation station because of the intention embedded in it. And tapping back to what you always teach, Jeanette, um, you're always saying intention overrides everything. Intention mm. is what it is, so uh, is where it is, rather. So when you clear your bedside table and put on it, instead of, you know, pile of magazines that you're not going to read or a whole lot of stuff that you you don't even know what's in the drawer. When you clear it with the intention of a fabulous and refreshing night's sleep and brilliant ideas in the morning, that's what you will get because it is the intention anchored in a physical space. So you can you can do this around your home and and as you as you get in touch with your home and you start looking at it from this viewpoint you can see where what's going on in your house might be conflicting um an intention that you're trying to make manifest okay uh, could we use a could we talk about maybe a specific example let's sure. I don't know if we should use professional or let's use love like say someone was manifesting a love relationship. Um, okay. How? What would that look like? You... So that would look like, firstly, we want to welcome somebody in. My first question is always, is there space in your house for somebody else? Because if there's no room even for him to put, him or her, to put a toothbrush and their particular toothpaste in your bathroom, if there are no empty hangers in your closet, if you sleep smack in the middle of the bed and you park your car in the middle of the double garage, there is no space. We can anchor a welcoming space for somebody to join us uh, romantically by doing very small things, having um, 
toothbrush and toothpaste and a, and a separate glass, making space in a drawer, um, scooting your clothes to one side of the closet if you're going to be sharing, having a few empty hangers. Believe me, when you open that, your cupboard door and you see those empty hangers, you know somebody's coming. That's, oh yeah, that's for him or her. Um, I was just thinking, Jackie, about how, um, like in my front room, the sitting spaces are they're taken up by dogs and cats. There's barely there's barely room for a person to find a spot, you know, when there's three cats mm-hmm. on the couch and a dog on the other one. So mm-hmm. that that example hit home. Not that I'm someone who's manifesting a relationship right now, but I will definitely keep that in mind for when I am. I have a client who is um, moving out of having her husband died a, about a year or so ago, and she's kind of ready to start socializing again. And what she realized in her home was there was no place for guests to sit. Every chair had stuff on it. And not to mention that it had stuff in front of it too. So she started off by clearing her coffee table. This is where your coffee cup will be when, when we have, you know, when, when you come to visit. And then clearing a chair beside her chair. And it stayed clear. And people started dropping in. Mm. So it, it is, it, it looks like magic, but it's actually just energy. <laughs> wow. Hmm, I get it. Yeah. So you start by, and, and something, um, so that's how I would suggest that we start making room for somebody new in our, in our lives. Also, um, the other part of that is uh, you could perhaps flesh out the kind of person that you're, you're wanting to attract. So maybe you have a few magazines that they would like to, that they would probably read on your coffee table. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you have um, a dinner Oh, my gosh. I am so li- doing that, Jackie. I'm going to buy the kind of books, like the, the kind of guy that I would want to draw in. This is what he would be reading. I am so, okay, I'm not going to do it till I'm ready for him, but I really <laughs> like the idea of having his reading material around. How cool is that? The idea is for it to look like he's here. going to be home any moment. Yeah. Yeah, he's just not in the house right now, but he's going to be home any moment. Um, that That is where you start anchoring. And, and of course, you do it with intention mm-hmm. that they are here. This is his reading material. This is right. his chair, whatever. Um, that's different than I'm doing this in order to make him come here because that exactly. just kind of reinforces he's not here. Exactly. And we don't want to get stuck in the ask. We don't right. want to get stuck in the yearning. We don't want to get stuck in the want. We want to create, we want to be a person who has somebody, and this is what the life looks like. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is cool. Um, okay, so the other part of, um, if you wanted to, for example, um, feel a little more wealthy, maybe uh, uh, being yeah. you know, a flourishing business or having more income, a stable income, what would that look like for you? Most of us will have something um, that we, we can either do or anchor in our space that will make us feel wealthier. And so, examples, yeah. All right, so my thing is best china. We mm. save our best china and our best glasses for guests. That mm. I, I have, like, I, you know the cartoons where the steam comes out of your ears? Yeah, I, that's me <laughs> at that point. <laughs> because you have to be your best guest. You have to be first class. I got you. And, 
And what better way to do that than to set yourself a table? Um, you don't have to do it every night if that's not what you want to do, but you set a table every now and again where you treat yourself like royalty. Maybe instead of eating out four times, uh, you know, eating um, at a cheaper restaurant four times, you're going to eat at a fancier restaurant once. You're going to upgrade wherever you can. I'm, I'm going to oh. be... Oh, my God, I just got it. I would have the takeout menu or the magnet with the phone number of, like, the restaurant that I only go to on special occasions. It would be up, like, because I'm such a regular there. I would have their menu. I, actually, I'd probably know their menu. But that would, okay, that's one thing. Because I was like, how how would my world look any different? I, I, I get a little stumped on that one, so I'm really liking that we're fleshing this out with practical examples. Mm-hmm. For me, it was organic food. When I started mm-hmm. doing this, it was organic food. And I had, I mean, you know, I just, um, I, I had read about the difference and everything, and I kept looking at the prices of organic stuff and going, oh, I'm going, I'm, you know, we've got a budget with four kids in it, I mean, four of us in it, and it's not stretching, et cetera. And so I, I kind of got stuck in the ask for a while. And then I started thinking about, okay, so what could I do? What what could I do? And then I found the Dirty Dozen list, which is the worst of the pesticides. And they said, if you can buy organic, buy these. So I would buy just one thing. And I remember it was peppers, green and red peppers, right? Um, strawberries when they came in season. I would buy the organic one of that and savor it and look at it in my fridge. I'd open the fridge door and see it there and go, oh, my God, look at that, organic strawberries, because, mm. you know, that's me now. Um and then I would also visualize being able to buy them, buy more and more organic. And now we've got to a point where we can. So I would, uh, the other side of this, um, I was just speaking about food, weight loss. Mm. If you look at your fridge, does that look like somebody who mm. is eating healthily, who loves her body, who is mm-hmm. doing the best she can? You might, if you have, I mean, at one point, you know, with the kids in the house, it was full of stuff for them. I had a basket at the bottom of the fridge that had mommy stuff in it. And that was my kind of devoted space to healthy and skinny eating. Um, Now it's a portion of the pantry and probably most of the bottom shelf because my husband has now joined me. But basically I had these little anchor stations activation stations that reminded me of my becoming. The other thing I did um, as far as weight loss goes is I pulled out my fat clothes and I decided that I was not keeping them because I was not going back there. I I wasn't going to entertain the possibility that I was going to go back there. I also splashed out on a tiny little tank top thing that was a size smaller than I, or two sizes smaller than I usually wear. I absolutely adored it, and I hung it up on the outside of my cupboard because I was determined that by the end of that summer, which was last summer, I was going to fit that, and I did. And Mm -hmm. every day when I got dressed, that little tank top's hanging there going, remember, this is who you are. This is what you're going to be wearing at the end of the summer. I like that idea, and I can imagine some people may have practiced this and been discouraged by it, you know, buying the the party dress in the, their ideal size, and, like, the the garment's gotten dusty on the hanger because 
they've they haven't been able to actually wear it but i think that this practice holds so much power if we find the right perspective on it that it's worth making friends with yes it is and it's worth investigating the the emotions that come up when you see it because if if you keep if it keeps triggering a pic, a feeling of not there yet it's not helpful but if it triggers a feeling of anticipation and certainty then it's useful there's i have this thing about big visions that i'm kind of playing with at the moment because i think sometime our really big vision can get terribly overwhelming the gap between here and there so if we just go a little bit smaller something that we can actually see that's a step in the in in the direction we want um that possibility means that we don't get stuck in overwhelm mm-hmm. does that make sense so so if you're a size i don't know 12 and you're going to hang a size 2 outside your your cupboard door yeah that that might be a stretch but if you hang a size 10 or a size 8 Ah, now we're talking possibilities. Now we're saying, yeah, I could probably do that. I get it. Yeah, like. Yeah. And and it's the same thing with going from you're living in a tiny little um, one room apartment, right? And it's in the worst part of town, and you and you're looking at mansions. Well, the gap there is huge. Maybe what you're looking at is something. that's in a better neighborhood and you've got lots of light. So that's what you're after. You're asking this after this feeling of um a light-filled better neighborhood. So what I would suggest then is that you clean all your windows, you make mm-hmm. sure that the the outside of your home is tidy even if it's a communal area. I was doing a feng shui course with somebody and she said she lived in an apartment block because she had some kind of wobbly thing that went on and she ended up um very tight on money for a while and she took absolute responsibility for all the communal areas outside her front door she said this is my front door therefore i am going to look after it so she washed it down she put the plants outside a nice mat she vacuumed the passageway this is a communal building she vacuumed it put light bulbs in all this kind of thing and what she noticed was her neighbors started upping their game to match hers but it came from a decision to have her environment reflect her upleveling and on yes sounds good Nancy was saying in her little fridge no condiments yay no dairy some fresh eggs grass fed meat veggies are on the counter absolutely <laughs> you're right Janet if your veggies can stay on the counter because you eat them so fast that's wonderful absolutely amazing and and it's so interesting um we talk about uh just up leveling for me it always needs to be systematic um as opposed <laughs> hello Mindy um as and systematic and strategic it doesn't have to be all or nothing because the smallest intention filled spot in your home can make magic the energy will 
move. Lisa Hayes on one of the calls I did for her um, mentioned that when she buys a vase of flowers and puts it in the middle of her dining room table, she suddenly needs to start tidying, you know, and putting things away. And Mm. it's almost like the beauty of the flowers seeps into and permeates the rest of the space. We can do that for ourselves. Do we have any questions? I don't see any in chat room. Has anyone dialed in with a comment or question? I'm curious to know how many of you are already practicing this. Is there anyone on the line who either naturally or very consciously is putting this to work in their manifesting process? Um, this is Lisa. I, I do. I have um, a productivity candle. It's um, a rather expensive scented candle that I really like. It's called Patty Wax, the brand, but they're very pure. And it smells like fig and cardamom. And it's purple on the outside, the glass, which is my favorite color. And when I want to sit down and and get a lot of work done um, with my computer, I like to light it and sit it at the coffee table near me when I'm working. Wow. Oh, yeah, you. That is perfect. It, that was going to be one of the things that I, I listed. Uh, candles and an intentional lighting of them, absolute magic. The little. Do you have a little ritual that goes before you start um, an epic work batch? No, I mean, it's more, um, I guess I do in that the space has to be clear. There you go. I line up, you know, I line up the paperwork I want to work on. I have to be in absolute my most comfortable sweat. Mm-hmm. I'll make some nice tea, and I'll light the candle. So I guess those steps are sort of like a bedtime routine, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a ritual right there. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I was going to mention as well, that our anchoring can be in ritual and routine as as opposed to just stuff. Um so just like you perfectly stated it there, it, it is, um, it's the things we do to put us into that space. So, um, for example, it, it, I'm, I do very much the same as you do. I always make sure that I have, um, that, that this, the distractions are handled, that for me I always have a particular kind of music on Pandora. I have a candle lit and I have something to drink, whether it's, coffee in the morning when I'm writing. At the moment, it's a crystal glass with water in it. Um, actually, I'm tapping into, I'm doing some stuff with um, Charismatic Woman with Lisa at the moment, so I'm tapping into my inner French woman. So I've just up-leveled to Perrier, which I have as a little bottle, a little green bottle right next to my glass because, you know, French. So <laughs> so these are the things you can, you can anchor into your day um, that pull you pull your future self into your present. And what's really astonishing is when things get wobbly, how these rituals will bring you into not only present time, but into your bigness faster than anything else I've known. So, Cindy, you're dialed in. Let's hear your practice. Thank you, Lise. Hello. Hello. Um, Well, I have um, in my hallway. Um, I live in a a very old house that's wonderful and has things like glass doorknobs and crystal chandeliers (laughs) everywhere. 
And in my hallway is a little niche, a little alcove. And so that has become um, a little altar for me for whatever I'm working on at the time. And right now, since I'm starting to write my next book, it's got my magic pen and a candle and um, a really luxurious silk scarf that I bought in Paris. And it's just full of little things that remind me of who I am and who I am becoming. And I have to pass it to go anywhere in my house all day long. So it's a constant Mm. reminder of what I'm creating. Perfect. You know, there's a way for us to interact with it. Like to you, Cindy, you said a constant reminder of what I'm creating. I even like thinking of it as a reminder of what is so. Like, like yeah. I would use it as a trigger to to feel it now as a done deal. I mean, co- for a lot of people, just anticipating, knowing that it's coming, that would be no, a no, no, big yeah, vibrational improvement. It's what's here. <laughs> it's, right, it's right, right, right. It's a reminder because it's it's in the middle of my house, so it's like. This is now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that um, way of verbalizing it even better. It's a reminder of who I am. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and it changes, you know, I mean, I recently changed it because I recently had a shift in my direction. So that was kind of fun to think about what I would what I would put there. And, um, and then, like I said, I see it all the time. Mm. Yeah, I, there's a, there's a, it's a fun thing to what I call alter your altar, where mm-hmm. you, where you're aware of um, a shift in direction, or the thing that you wanted um, has arrived, and now you're going. So now, where do I go from here? You can, you can change it up. Um, I have a ritual. I have the goddess Vesta, um, a, a small statue of her, in the front of my house, right by my front door, because in the days when the Vestal Virgins were the main religion of um, Rome, there was always what's called a vestibule. Um, she's the guardian of the hearth. And when I started playing with LOA nesting, she suddenly arrived in all sorts of different... Uh, there were all these mentions of her. So I got the little statue. And my ritual first thing whenever I come in is that I greet my house goes to hello house and then I pause because I have to give it a chance to say hello Jackie back and then I will go and light my candle on this little tiny altar uh, with the statue of Vesta and it's so interesting how this um, connection with what I feel like is the spirit of my home has shifted and changed and amplified everything that I'm doing in all parts of my life so it's not just um, well, I'll tell you, for example, housework has become kind of easy, and um, my business has again changed direction. This, the whole LOA nesting thing exploded from that when I started doing this. Um, I'm I'm coaching now in my coaching practice. I'm coaching through houses. In other words, I I use feng shui and I use what mm. is what's reflected in your home. I'm finding I can read. I can read a house like a magazine. It's, a, it's, it's so exciting to me because there are times where I will point out something that's in a home and from the pictures that I see when I do a nest optimization, I can look at them and I'll ask. I asked a client of mine, 
are you aware that you that do you have a feeling of two ships that pass in the night with you and your husband? And she burst into tears right at that moment and said, that's exactly what's going on. And I was able to point that out to her in the way that she had set, that her home was set up. And a shift in that meant a reconnection with her husband. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing. I am feng shui. There's a lot of, of, a lot of um, feng shui consultants that will tell you that your house has doomed you to, you know, a life of, poverty and being entirely on your own for the rest of it. It's just, they, they, they can be incredibly um, dictatorial about your home. I believe that you are the power in your home. Your intention will override everything. And you have the power to morph your house into a tool that serves you. I couldn't agree more, Jackie, that vibration trumps everything, so that intentionality is a game changer. You're reminding me something I learned from Martha Beck years ago when she said, you cannot change your life without changing your house and vice versa. So sometimes the easiest way to launch the process for positive change is to start with your house. And she advises people, go to the room or the area that you would call it the the cringe factor, whatever has the largest um, wince. What do you call it? The wind. I call it the wince. The wind. It makes you. It the makes wince. you wince. It's, it's, yeah. it's You go whenever you yeah. whenever you see it, walk past it, whatever. Mm-hmm. She says, go there and start making changes there to upgrade that space, and your life will follow suit. Which absolutely. Makes, it makes sense to everything that you've spoken to on this call about how energy works, and um, yeah, makes. I think it's a fun way for us to begin playing with this process for vibration management too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It it and, and what's also fun is for us to use it um you know, the sort of Sherlock Holmes mode. Read our homes to see what they're telling us. Um because if if your home is, is, is looking um a little disheveled, chances are you're feeling a little disheveled in how you're handling life. Right. If they, so often we can we can see physical manifestations in our um, in our environment of what's going on inside, but we also have the chance to change that, provided of course the intention that we do it with intention and compassion, as opposed to beating ourselves up. The minute we start doing. The minute we start doing things as a chore or because we feel we have to or as a way to get, that that kind of, you're getting into squiffy territory there. When you do it as an honoring because you deserve to have a space that supports and uplifts you, then it's very, very different, which is why when I teach in Nepala, we talk about house blessings. It's not housework. We are blessing the home we live in because it will bless us back. Ooh, that's a nice, that's a transformative way to think about it. Jackie, what you were just saying earlier reminds me of a book I read by Sam Gosling called Snoop, What Your Stuff Says About You. Ah. On the back cover, it says, do the things on your desk betray the thoughts on your mind? Does your dining room decor carry clues to your character? Which is perfectly in line with what you were just saying. About oh, my Lord. What's that called? Snoop. It's called Snoop, yeah, by Sam Gosling. Oh, I'm so going to read that. 
I think you could write a better one, frankly. But, um. <laughs> I'm going to be very soon. That's my, my big intention for next year is to have a book out on LOA nesting. Mm-hmm. And and I'm slowly but surely shifting my home to represent somebody who has a, a best-selling book and the speaking tours that go with it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is, it's definitely... Um, that that whole as without so with and it makes sense, right? When we when we know with what we know that that thoughts become things. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that the things that surround us most in, intimately would be the clearest reflection of what we're actually thinking. Agreed. And I believe that when you shift your most intimate things to reflect how you want to be thinking more often or how you want to be, it can serve you. It's like a magic wand. So you, you actually, it's, a, it's the other side of that energy. Whereas thoughts become things that's from an inside outward, this way you can say things can influence thoughts and you can pull, them, pull it in to serve you. Well said. Thank you. I get madly passionate about this. So if anybody wants to, <laughs> if anybody wants to um, talk more about uh, house housekeeping, um, as far as a, as a, an LOA manifesting tool, I have a secret group on Parlor called the Parlor on Facebook. I would love to invite you there. We talk all things LOA nesting and um, lots of pictures and things shared so that we can help everybody. And uh, yeah. Cindy, Cindy can attest to that probably, that um, it's absolutely astounding how people can change their lives by changing their stuff. When you move your stuff, your stuff moves. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it. Anyone else got questions or comments on our subject today? Success stories? Um, I have a, I've got a oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is Larry. Uh, I was wondering if I understand the intent part, but I was wondering if there's a place where you use a directive. Uh, sort of like like on Star Trek, you know, uh, where the captain says, you know, make it so or whatever. But it's, uh, it's like talking to some part that's below you. Uh, is there anything on that level that you do um, with this, or is it pretty much the intent thing? I, okay, this is probably going to sound very woo-woo, but I do speak to my house. (laughs) Um, And the intention I find as I'm doing things, um, to have as many facets of my experience added to it is helpful. Hence the soundtrack, the scent, the visual things I'll put up, but also the words I say will also make um, make a difference. Is that kind of Larry? Is that what you mean? Um, as far as having a like a mantra or a. a well, I, you know, I've I've played with the intent thing, and I like the idea of creating your own ritual or own technique. Uh, it's something that I used to use quite frequently, and then it also was reminding me of when my car had a name and, and kind of a personality and things like that, uh, and how that worked. Uh, but there were a couple of times, once when I was 
when I was little and I was getting bullied, and my mom said enough times, don't be fun to tease, uh, I gave myself a directive to turn my feelings off. Uh, and to a large part, it stayed that way. Uh, it was mostly rough when I got um, gifts for my birthday, and it was hard for me to say thank you mm-hmm. because I, I kind of wanted to flip it to a opposite. You know, I, I wasn't showing the emotion I was trying to say because I had this thing. And then I decided to change it back around age 19 or 20, and I went through a real interesting growth process. But it was, you know, and those are the main two times that I've tried it, but it was uh, originally just a very resolved kid directive to some part of me that I imagine sort of like a parent talking to the bunch of kids or something. And uh, so I was just curious if, if you had that aspect in there as well, because it sounds like uh, a different evolution of where I was going with this kind of stuff uh, 40, 50 years ago. Except I was doing it on my own. I didn't have any support or anybody. You know, it's one of those <laughs> yeah, things where you it. don't know how much is coincidence and how much is this and that because it was really just me playing with it on my own. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't like standard positive thinking, so I had switched it to positive feeling. And I sure ended up with a lot of conflict with that one when I got married. Uh, I kind of lost it on that one. But uh, So I, I was just picking to see if, if you had used the directive. It's sort of like issuing a command to something out there. Do <laughs> you know, I think that when you do things with intention, you are making, your your thoughts are becoming things. They're becoming action. Um, so therefore, it is kind of like a direction, a directive to the to universe, to to the energies. But just yeah. the same way as you, your car had a name and a personality. I believe your home can do the same for you, and it can come. It can become an ally. Our homes are energetic vessels. They are not just empty spaces. Um, and the longer we're in a space. The more and, and the more we claim it, the more we can almost aim it at a particular universe GPS point, right? So we want this thing, and we can. I through my the, the LONS thing I teach, we aim our homes at that. It's like a metaphorical GPS. We we have a, a place we want to go, and we aim our homes at that, so that if somebody came in, they would be able to say. This is the home of somebody who lives with somebody. This is the home of a of a traveler. This is the home of somebody who uh, loves gods and goddesses. For example, if you look down my side, you would say, totally eccentric, probably on stage, likes gods and goddesses. That's what you would read from my house. Because, because of the anchoring that I've done, right? Everyone, I don't have a window that is undraped because... Copious amounts of fabric remind me of stage curtains. So I have them all around my home. I've got uh, my beautiful picture, um, statue of Apollo, who is bigger than life size at the moment. He's wearing a Father Christmas hat and a red bow tie. But he gets, he gets decorated according to the season. He is an intri- integral part of my house. Um, as far as your, ho- your car, you've had, you've had experience with this, Larry. You've, you've made, you've anamorphosized 
In other words, given a beingness to your car. If you play with giving a beingness to your home and getting it, understanding that you are creating an ally in the unfolding of what you desire, you will, you will tap into that energy. It's just waiting for you to speak to it. That's cool. Amen. Amen is right. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Larry. This, this, this helps a lot with, you know, because when I was playing with this stuff, I had no idea what was real and what was fantasy and this and that. And uh, But I played with it a lot, and it seemed like things were kind of working, but nothing so profound most of the time that I could really tell for sure or anything. And, uh, but I was, because back then I was doing positive feeling, not positive thinking, uh, I had one heck, I was like always breaking somebody's rule. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's nice to just hear somebody else's success yeah, on this level. I agree. But it, it keeps it reminding nice. me of the play rain journaling or, or that, you know, the acting like it's raining kind of ritual yeah. where you just make something up and you have your intent and that's all there is to it. So that gets rid of the being, giving away your power to a technique. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, Larry and Jackie, I want to interrupt you because someone else was looking to ask a question, and we're almost to the top of the hour. Someone else was chiming in at the same time Larry was, and I want to make sure we get to that question as well. Who was that? Oh, or that maybe? was me. That was Lise. I was just going to make a comment about something. Oh, let's hear it. Not... Thanks, Lise. Um, so years ago, a number of years ago, I was feeling after getting divorced, and you know, I was I was feeling very alone, and I was feeling like I wanted family and I wanted to feel at home. Um, And I'm just now thinking how funny it is as I was listening to Jackie because I also was having dreams about some of my past lives and then I had a trip out to Colorado and Utah and it's very clear to me that I spent many lifetimes as a Native American. And in my house, Years ago, I then, it led me to, I bought a whole bunch of old restored photographs because the the portraits are really, to me, they're like my family and they're hanging in my favorite room, my big living space that I spend 90% of my time in. Um, and I'm, because like everybody has pictures of their family and to me, they're pictures of my family. Oh, you're giving me goosebumps. That is so so, perfect. It's just so interesting how that's evolved. And and the other comment I wanted to make about leveraging thing is that when I feel stressed and there's too much on my place and life is out of order, I like to do all my laundry because Mm. I am definitely much more about scent. And then when all the laundry is done and it smells fresh, I feel like life is under control. Mm-hmm. Anything could be happening, but if all my clothes are clean, and so that's the one I've been leveraging for a long time. And that's such a that's a big shift in very personal energy. When you clean your clothes and your bed linen, by extension, that is you you get rid of the the detritus of everything that was before. So you're you're double anchoring that. That's scent. I mean, the scent is perfect. It's it's you know that's where your trigger is. But yeah. But but from an energetic standpoint, you are cleaning slate. It is so so powerful. So kudos to you. That's it's um 
that's I'm so excited. It's it's just so perfect. And you've actually because if I walked into your space, I would assume that the people on the wall were family, and that's exactly what you've done. Oh, cool! I love it too. Thanks for sharing that, Lise. It's inspiring. You're welcome. So, Jackie, we are at the top of the hour now. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up our call? Um, I am going to, I'll send to you or to whoever can, I don't know if I can add it to you, but I have a PDF, just a small PDF of notes that I will add to wherever this call gets um Okay, good. We'll, we'll have a net. Yeah, we'll have a net post it on the content page with the recording, but for those who sure. might not want to wait for it, um, what's the best way? Should we... Just post it in the forum, maybe, or okay, sure, I can do that. Uh, no or problem. people could email you directly or contact you. Absolutely, yep, yeah. And then um, anybody who wants to be part of the parlor, there's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of parlor calls and that kind of thing that we can um, that you can explore that will flesh out this whole idea. Um, so please just let me know. I'd love to have you there. Right on. Thanks again for bringing your fabulous wisdom and inspiration to GVU, Jackie. That is my pleasure. It's been such fun. Oh, and one last thing. If you have a particular being list that you're looking at unfolding over 2016, we can play with that in the forum. I think that would be way oh, cool because we, wow. we can pull in. If you tap into it and you say, this is what I'm seeing, we can pull in amongst us. We're all just so brilliant. We will all have ways <laughs> that we can feed into how you can pull this into your now so that it gets to here faster. You are so cool. I love that. And I love I love that even more when you said, like, when someone comes over to your house, it would be so obvious to them that, fill in the blank with whatever we're manifesting, I love the idea of actually um, tapping the community and your brilliant self, Jackie, for ideas on what that would be, because this is easy for us to get stumped on our own selves. If we were in full alignment with it, we'd already be having it, so having some help from others can definitely help with that process. Absolutely. This is, this is Julie, and I just got the last like seven minutes of this call, and I'm so excited to listen to it. And did you say join your parlor? Yes, yeah, it's called the parlor. It's, oh, it I think that sounds. I think that sounds lovely because when I bought this new house, I wanted people when they walked in the door after I'd done all my painting and and decorating to think, oh yes, you know, international jet set businesswoman fun girl. Oh, we can totally put that in. Oh, yes, absolutely. So I'll just that turn was... that thread right now. <laughs> and I paint, I painted a red wall, you know, and just so, and I'll, I'll post pictures and all that before and after. So I'm excited to learn more. Thank you. Lovely. Okay, good stuff. I'll see you all in the pilot then. Thank you, Jeanette. This is always Thanks, wonderful. Big love, everyone. Thank Bye, you. Bye. Send Facebook phone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.